Welcome to Post Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Crowd. And Ryan, we have breaking news today. Oh, it's been a wild half hour. Oh, yes, it has. And we're going to start off with breaking news. This broke, I, what, like 4.30? Around there. Yeah. The Leafs fire Mike Babcock and name Sheldon Keefe head coach. I'd say I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Like, I'm surprised at the timing. I'm not surprised it happened. Yeah, I kind of knew, like, there's been reports. I think it was reported, like, a few weeks ago that he was already fired. Like, I didn't hear that. I heard he was on the hot seat for a while. Yeah, it kind of just and became the that. the Leafs are in shambles right now. So, I mean, it was only a matter of time. But I thought they would have maybe waited until after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised at the timing as well. You know, he has been on thin ice. As you said, he's been on the hot seat for a while. But once again, you know, at a point you just kind of have to say, you know, it's time. It's time for a change. And Babcock has been. He's one of the. He's one of the main pillars of the Leafs rebuild that made them into a back-to-back Stanley Cup playoff contender. Yeah, both of those times was Game Seven losses to the Bruins, but you know, you made it there. You were not a laughing stock as you know they were when they had Kessel and everything. His first year there was the tank year. Was fifteen. That was the. Oh, we want Austin Matthews. We're gonna tank for Matthews. Or it was Matthews went first overall that year, right? Yeah, but I like think. even the season before that, they got Marner, which is still their the tanking clearly worked. Yeah, they have one of the better. Yeah, I think probably it could be argued they have the best top six. Yeah, it's arguable. They they would be. I definitely put them in the top three of the like having the greatest top six. So clearly it worked, and Mike Babcock was there for the first year. Of well, Matthews, and you see how quickly that they turned around. Yeah, once again, Babcock is no—he's no slouch. He's one of the better coaches in the league. He'll probably find another job. I know that there's going to be teams like Ottawa, New Jersey, who see him being fired from Toronto and say, "Hey, we could use a coaching change. Will you come in?" Yeah, his—you know—a lot of people have criticized him over the years about his his um, coaching prowess and his views on certain things, such as concussions. You know. Some people do not like that, and he needs to be a good fit for an organization. But I think, you know, getting fried from Toronto, yeah, both both parties agreed to part ways. doesn't look like it was any bad blood or anything. So uh, he will find another position. I, it's honestly, like Joe Quenville. I don't see him going into the new year without a job. Oh, yeah, I think he'll be, he'll have a, he'll, he'll be behind a bench somewhere. I would say pretty soon. I could see it happening, you know. There are a lot of yeah. teams that need some coaches. But, yeah, straight. A little surprising at the timing. You're right. I think it would have happened after Thanksgiving. I knew it I may mean, have. granted. If they would have changed. The, uh, the thinking of that is probably it's Canada. They had their Thanksgiving. Honestly, that's enough. probably what they're thinking. Well, if, if you're thinking Canadian, I would, prob- I would have probably assumed that it would have happened before Boxing Day. I think it did. Boxing Day's in December, I think. It's their Christmas. Yeah, it's the same day as Christmas. So yeah, I'm not I'm not wrong, but I'm thinking it would have happened closer to it. Yeah, I would have given it a little bit more time. I mean, uh, you just got your captain back, and then you right after that you lost Mitch Marner. Of course, you're not going to be as good. The absence is going to be felt. 
Yeah, and you also have another player who's out, um, Alex Kerfoot. He's out indefinitely, and he's having surgery to pair dental fractures? Yeah, I, I don't know why he's out indent- indefinitely if he's getting his teeth fixed, but... I, I mean, strange. he was one of the main players in the... Uh, yeah, the trade that sent Nazem Kadri to Colorado. They also got Tyson Barry in that trade, who apparently now I'm hearing trade rumors about, but I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I don't think he's going to go either. I think right now the team you see for Toronto should stay mostly the same. I don't, I don't see major changes happening for them unless something happens and they need to go get someone or one more piece to hopefully get them over Boston. But, and you know, that's not even a guarantee. Yeah, right now they're not even worried about getting over Boston. Right now they're looking about... They're looking at uh, getting Over back Buffalo. in the thick of things and not falling below Tampa. Yeah, that's dangerous. But, yeah, you look at— They are only—which is really They're only one scary. point. They're only two points ahead of Tampa. Three points ahead of it, Ottawa. It's and really scary how close the Leafs are to last place. Yeah, if you look, you look at the Atlantic Division, you know, you got the top three, which is Boston, Florida, and Montreal, and then you got Buffalo and Toronto, and then that those last— like five spots, four, five, six, and seven, and eight, those are all really close. You know, they're only a game or two away from each other, and there's certain teams like Tampa who've only played 18 games. Yeah, so Toronto's currently 21st in the league. They've lost six in a row, the last five in regulation. So it's obviously tough times. Not many times recently with this core have you seen them struggle this much, have a negative goal differential. It's some. I mean, something needed to be done, and I guess the organization just felt that the coaching change was the way to go. And it should be interesting. I they do not play tonight. They play tomorrow. So it should be interesting how they adjust. They'll probably out. They probably had a practice without him today. Um. So that should be fun to see how the new coach. You know. Sheldon Kifu, I believe, was an assistant. So it shouldn't be that much of a change for the team, but I would like to see how this affects them right away. And now my question for you, Ryan, is where is Babcock get back? Sorry, Babcock gonna go from here? Because he's gonna get a job. Oh, absolutely, he's gonna get a job. Um, we were talking before the show a little bit about this, about potential destinations. I can. St- I don't know if I can see it, but I think New Jersey should give him a call. I think maybe Ottawa should give him a call. I feel like for some reason he was in Jersey, but I know he wasn't. He lost to Jersey in the Cup. Yeah, fair. That's probably what you're thinking of. But, I mean, I don't think uh, Minnesota's going to be changing coaches. I think they just re-signed, who's that, Bruce Boudreau? Yeah. I think they just re-signed him. Um I know the Rangers aren't getting rid of their coach anytime soon. Yeah, no, they they they're comfortable with Quinn. So I think either Ottawa or New Jersey, they're they're gonna have to call him and try and get him because he is a big upgrade over the current coaches that are there. Well, I'm, I'm I look at the bottom four teams in their own divisions, and there are two that stick out to me prefer, um, preferably besides Ottawa and New Jersey. One is L.A. L.A. has gone through. Two, they just hired a brand new coach, so I don't see that. Yeah, happening. that's the only thing I could see happening. But I'm thinking if they really wanted to, and they think because he, well, I would see that. And also one that no, like I just thought of, Detroit could bring him back. I was thinking about that, but I don't know what their current 
coaching. It's Stevie I. You know, Stevie I's got the final say. Situation is currently. So I mean, they could. I don't necessarily see that helping. I think it, it wouldn't be a bad thing. He would help with. I think the Devils. He would help because of the core that they have there, and the Senators are. So, somehow, I feel like they're not necessarily all that far away again because well, they do have good young pieces and a lot of draft picks. Yeah, they do have a lot of draft picks, and I believe it was their owner that said they should be competing again in like 2022. Yeah, it's, this is the same person that said we're just happy we're a team, so... I don't trust him! Take everything he says with a grain of salt. But I feel like if you want to speed that process up and actually get to that 2022 goal, he's, you gotta get Babcock. Yeah, he'd be a very, very good way to help speed the process along a little bit. So, yeah, Babcock getting fired from Toronto. We both believe he will get a job. Oh, absolutely. So it's just a matter of time. I th- he'll get a job before the before Christmas. I There's no way he doesn't. It's like Quenville. Like, he knew right away. Quenville he was got a job else. there. Well, Quenville had to w- wait until the end of the season. Well, that was because his contract was, was still active, which was weird. Which I don't doesn't think... make sense if you get fired. Ah, it was strange. I don't know. The, the Chicago's weird. But no, Babcock's. I th- he's in a different situation. I think he wa- is going to wash his hands to the organization and just go somewhere else and try to either do what he did in Toronto, or just overall just be a better coach for another I mean, team. And he's I only think- missed the playoffs two years that he's been an NHL coach. Yeah. So he knows how to coach to to get into the playoffs and coach in the playoffs. He does have a, a cup win with the Red Wings, so he does have that playoff coaching experience that teams are going to look for. Yeah, so I think we can both agree that he's probably going to end up in hopefully I I think he'd be a great pick pick up for New Jersey. I I agree with that with that core. He'll he'll do a good job there. So, moving on now, we got a few more injuries. Speaking of the Devils, let's let's bring this up now cuz this is this was a uh, this was broke last week. Well, earlier at the end of the week last week, Corey Schneider was placed on waivers. He did end up clearing them, so he will be playing in Albany. But yeah, I'm the Devils. I'm mm. honestly, I'm more surprised that he was put on waivers than the fact that he cleared waivers. Once he was on waivers, I knew no one was going to take him. No, he, no one's going to take him. Not for $6 million, and the dude went 400-plus days without a win. He's, so no one's going to want that. There's no, I don't think, I think as of right now, I could say, Corey Schneider is the worst goalie in the NHL. Well, now we can't say that because he's not in the NHL anymore. Well, I, I, so, I mean, out of all the goalies I get what you're that saying. started the season off. He, the last, I want to say, two-plus years have been absolutely atrocious. This is not who the Devils went out and got from Vancouver years ago. This is not the guy that we saw in Vancouver. I don't know what happened. It seems as though once the team went down, he went down too. Yeah, but he hit hard. He hit a lot harder than the team did. And my question is, who do you have? You know, you the sent him down. only goalie that I, other goalie that I know that is on their roster is Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, I don't even think there's another goalie on the team, unless you call somebody up, which I don't even think they did. I think they just have Blackwood, and they had to call someone up. There's no way they didn't. But I mean, I should know this. The Devils are calling me every 10 minutes. So. Fair enough. But, yeah, I feel like, do I feel bad for Corey Schneider? Yeah, that sucks. Louis Domingue. 
Oh yeah, Deming. They they, they got With him that from whole Tampa. That Tampa weird trade. May not have to give him draft picks, but now you're gonna have to give him draft picks. It's just a seventh rounder though, so Tampa in probably a couple uh, a few weeks still gonna be getting a seventh round pick from the Devils. Yeah, fair enough. But that's just yeah, he's gonna probably play. But still, you know, Schneider. I you know from a from a fan of a division rival. Who that was the that that was I think the the marquee thing for years was after Brodor left it was Schneider versus Lundqvist. So I've seen this guy do well. I think you know both of us can say that because we are both fans of division rivals. We've seen him do well, and I think it's just it's it's just sad that he's Didn't falling. Didn't he break this his much. losing streak against the Rangers? Yep, I think. that's true. That's that's accurate because of course he did. That's a hundred. That's I could gar- almost guarantee that that's a hundred percent inaccurate. That he broke that four hundred something day streak. Yeah, I I remember the game. Which we did not expect Corey Schneider to ever go on. Granted, you don't really expect any goalie to go on a four hundred plus day losing streak. No, you don't. And I think it, his first win last year um, was it, since uh, December twenty seventh of twenty seventeen. Looking for the date though. It was. It, I know it was against the Rangers. I, I can almost guarantee. I could bet money on it that it was against the Rangers. There's no way it wasn't. It, it, that's just the hockey gods being poetic. So, but he goes on waivers. He cleared. He's in Albany. Hopefully, that'll spark him a little bit more. I don't know. It's really hard to tell with this guy because he just hasn't been on his A game, and you know. Blackwood, we know, can hold down the fort, and I think Deming could show a little bit more because he's, you know, he's backed up several great goaltenders in Tampa. Yeah, he has. He's backed up um, Bishop and ben Vasilevsky. Bishop, Vasilevsky. So those are big names. So I think that I, I feel. I feel. Do I feel bad for Schneider? Of course, but I think this is good for him. And I don't know. The Devils just need to do something. You know, I've heard a lot Which, of fans say it's a coaching problem. At this point, you got to think it is because they did so much in the offseason, as we've said countless times before. Every week. This team on paper, while they might not be Stanley Cup contenders. It's a playoff contender They're team. playoff contenders. When you have Wayne Simmons and P.K. Subban and Taylor Hall, that's those are some good players. They should be exceeding expectations right now. Well, at least living up to expectations. Yeah, they should Exceeding be. what they're doing right now. You shouldn't be dead last in your own division. And you shouldn't be contending for a dra- another first overall pick. That would be, if they get it again, that would be three of the last four. Yeah, that's Edmonton levels of meme right there. That's Edmonton, Toronto from like the beginning of the decade. Yeah, when the draft lottery just started. And then buff- throw Buffalo in there too. Somewhere. But yeah, no. So Corey Schneider out. Deming in with that. So when we come back, we're going to talk about a few more injuries and some interesting news coming out of Ottawa. You're listening to Post Post here on the wave, the sound of LIU. The new sound of Long Island University has arrived with a splash. The wave brings you the hottest new music, exclusive coverage of LIU sports, and updates on everything happening at Long Island University. It's the station for the students, by the students. Tune in and catch the wave. Visit liuwave.org or download the WCWP app for iOS and Android. 
Having trouble writing a paper? The LAU Pulse Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills. Brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with the tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog. Welcome back to Postables here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta. Joining alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And we're going to continue looking at some news. We've already talked about Mike Babcock getting fired, Corey Schneider being sent down, and we're going to run through some injuries now as Eric Halla from the Carolina Hurricanes is out indefinitely with an injury. What a segue here in Brass Bonanza and right into the Hurricanes. Right into the Hurricanes one. I plan. It's like I planned it. So, yeah, Eric Hall will be out indefinitely. That'll hurt the Hurricanes, but right now where they're sitting, they could use the help, but I think right now they could it won't hurt them entirely. I mean, any help that you can get is definitely a good thing. Eric Hall, uh, I think he's he's one of their top six forwards, so it will help them, uh, hurt them rather, slightly, but I'm not overly concerned about it. Yeah, I think that... Especially with the... Uh, weaknesses of the other teams behind them in the division and they're not they're not really going to fall that much no i think if anything they'll probably fall into fourth for like a few days and then bounce back i don't really think it's going to be anything major and Hala is one of the key guys that they got in the offseason because vegas needed to dump salary salary like crazy they still have to dump salary like crazy so but i think that should be interesting. I don't think I don't think Carolina is going to be hurt that much by it. No. They have enough guys to fill in. Next up, Kyle Oposo is out indefinitely with a concussion. This one breaks my heart. Yeah, it does hurt. I I love Kyle Oposo. I always have ever since his days on the Islanders. When they didn't re-sign him, I was very sad about that. And just everything he's gone through in Buffalo. This is like his fourth concussion in the last two years. He had a brain tumor that he had to. Had he stepped away for a bit. He's just had everything, and then some happened to him in Buffalo, and he's just such a, a nice guy and one one of those players that like you want to be off the ice, and he's a great it, off the ice. Yeah, person. it hurts to see this, and but and it hurts to say what I'm about to say, but I I think he needs to consider hanging him up. I wouldn't even think okay, hanging him up could be a bit much, especially. When he's still kind of young in his career, but I think it you know take a break. I think it was um there was um a Carolina player, I forget his name. I it was on the tip of my tongue. He he announced this season that he was going to step away. Justin Williams. Yes, Justin Williams. He said he was going to take wasn't, some time off. Wasn't that for family reasons? Yeah, but even so, you can. It doesn't. It does not. I think, in my opinion, it doesn't matter if you need a break from the game, even if you need to get healthy. Or just you know clear your head and just get some time away. The team should give you that opportunity. I think those these situations are a little different because that's a family issue and this is more of a, a mental health like issue. You your health is the absolute most important thing. Your career comes second because she has plenty of money to live off of. That's not the issue. But the thing is, like I don't. I think person. I think if. If you're a player of his caliber and you have a team like Buffalo who, 
for lack of a better term, is on the rise a bit, and you want to keep playing, I think if you you don't have to hang them up. You could probably just take the time away, you know, tell the team, hey, you know, if you can un- understand me, like I I want to play for the organization, but I think it would be better for both parties if I would just take some time away. I think that's an understandable argument, and we now know, based on a story we're going to get to later, that the NHL and the NHLPA will help with that. Yeah, and Oposo's a fighter. He's not, not, not like on the ice, but off the ice. He'll, he'll always fight to get back. He always has. Even when he had, he, they, he played with a detached retina and somehow scored four goals in a game. So he's not, I think he may consider either stepping away or retiring just gonna, because it is a head yeah. injury. And I'm sure he's going to have a long talk with his family, but ultimately he needs to do what's best for him and his family. His career comes second. Understandable. So we wish all the best for Oposo, and we hope that he can get whatever he needs to become the player that we know he can be. So next up, another we're going to go right around with injuries before we get to our last story. First, St. Louis Blues forward Oscar Sundquist fined $7,392 for... Charged for charging Anaheim goaltender Gian Gibson. We've seen a lot. I don't know what it is with this season so far, but we've seen a lot of suspensions. Yeah, I'm. This, we just had another this, one this well, morning. Well, this wasn't a suspension. This was a fine. But well, fine. There and was suspension. a someone on the Capitals. Um, Hathaway got suspended three games for spitting at someone. Like how soft has the NHL really gotten? There have been. Big hits that have you know, injured such, players, such as this one, for sus- that have gotten suspensions less than someone who spit on someone. He got the same suspension as Kuznetsov did for cocaine. For cocaine. Now, I don't know what happened, and I, you know what, and like for what my my thing is, spitting and like licking are not that far away. If you don't, you didn't suspend fine. or fine Brad Marchand. Why are you suspending Hathaway? I don't know. And you look at what... Martian licked their necks. Like, here's what? the thing. The reason I bring this up is because Sunquist was fined, you know, around seven grand for hitting Gibson, which is a nasty hit, and he could have injured him. And that's crazy. But how come that's not a suspension? He still gets to play the next game. He pays it, which is, no offense, $7,000. $7, For us, is a lot of money. For them, it's peanuts. You yeah. Know. I mean, Oscar Sundquist is not necessarily one of the highest-paid players in the league, but it's still not going to make a even huge if, dent in what he, he's making. Even if he makes league minimum. It's not going to make it's a not huge make a dent. dent. Yet, other guys for spitting on people were get, paid. Get suspended for three games with no pay. Yeah. Um, NHL, that's broken. Fix it. <laughs> Fix it. Fix it a bit. So I just find Work that. Work that out in the new CBA that needs to happen. Yeah. Well, no, they already announced that they're going to fix it. They're, well, they're, I think they, they actually they announced a few days ago that they are starting talks for the new one. So hopefully this is brought up. Because this, this, this is not right. This it's is unfair. Not fair. It needs to be fixed. You know, that and other. And I think players need better overall care. You know, I think uh, I don't. I don't know if we brought it up last week or it was this week, and I just don't have it in here. But the Calgary forward that collapsed on the on uh, during oh, ice. Um, I think we mentioned that last. CJ Brody. Yeah, that was either last week he had or a seizure. Yeah, and he just collapsed. He he's okay. They said he's in stable condition, 
which is great. But still, you know, that's something that needs to be addressed more along with the hits and everything, you know, because he was on the, he was on, pra- he was on, a, he was on during, it was during practice. Yeah, he just collapsed. So I think that needs to be brought up with this, the new PA and everything that has to be arranged for that. That, on top of everything else, should be a priority for the safety. Always comes first. All these oh, story, absolutely. all the stories we've had today, have something to do with either the mental health of a player or something along the lines of the physical problem with the player. Now that needs to all be brought up into attention, and that needs to be given more of a light. Along with, you need to look at your suspensions again. Your suspensions and all that need to be fixed. So, in the last last story, which this is kind of this is still terrible because we have two more stories that are just bad. But Sidney Crosby, this was announced after we went off the air last week, that he will be undergoing surgery. Six weeks is the official time frame. Yeah, he had his hernia removed. That's usually about how long it takes to come back from something like that. Clearly, they're not really missing that much of a beat. They're doing well with Malkin. They're still doing well because Malkin's back. They did blow a lead yesterday, but they're still in a playoff spot, I believe, right now. They're in a, yes, first wild wild card spot. Not by a lot, but they're still there. Only two points behind Carolina. They're not far out. So the only good thing about all of these injuries that have happened to Pittsburgh are the timing of it. Like, one player would go down, but they would get another great player back. So they wouldn't, it would fill the void. Yeah, now the only... The only bad thing that I think could probably happen to the Penguins right now is, A, if somebody else gets hurt, or B, if Mulkin has to step away from the game, which there's been no front. I don't know what has happened with the Mulkin and the situation with the cryptocurrency because there's been no updates. And I'm sure there won't be for a while. So it should be interesting to see where the Penguins go. I still stand by the fact that the Penguins are, are on borrowed time. I will always stand by that because I feel like the team is just going to the the wheels are going to fall off sooner than later. So that's what I think is going to happen. And now that Crosby's out six weeks, we don't even know if this the six weeks. Yes, it's after the surgery. That's all the time to get rehabbed. We don't know if it could be extended. If something bad yeah, happens, maybe he has it. a setback or something when he gets back on the ice. You you never know with things like this. So it should be interesting to see where the Penguins go from here. So final story. We can get it. We'll probably get it in now, and even if we can't, we'll continue to talk about it after the it second break. It is a break. long story. It is a long story, but it needs to. It needs to it, be addressed. Because honestly, the part that I that we found out after I did some digging, which Anthony will tell you what we're talking about in just a second, I had no idea about any of this. Neither did I. I don't think. Granted, I don't think it's something he enjoys talking about, but. Well, for, why don't you introduce it first, and then we'll yeah we'll before, say. We'll, so we'll get dive more into it after a break, but we'll, we'll just give you this now. Today it was announced that Ottawa Senator forward Bobby Ryan will step away from the game and the team indefinitely while taking part in the NHL and NHLPA assistant program. I don't think anybody knows what that is, uh, program I, is for. I didn't know either. It's but what it turns out is it's for helping out players that have mental health issues, substance abuse issues, off-the-ice problems that really need to be addressed so they can get back to everyday NHL life. Now, before we go to break, I'll tell you exactly what I thought it was going to be. Now, I thought when I saw this announcement, because it's very vague. It's vague on TSN and it's vague on NHL. 
It's probably it's to protect his best interests. It's to protect his best interests, which we are, we, I agree with. I immediately thought this had something to do with the NHL's supposed crackdown on illegal substances in the game. I would think that would make sense. You know, we've seen a lot of the players come forward and say, yeah, we do these things, and they've been slapped on the wrist for it, Kuznetsov being the number one culprit. But I think Ryan, it just, this got a lot worse for Bobby Ryan. And we'll tell you that after the break. You're listening to Post Post here on the way of the sound of LIU. Did you know that Post has nutritionists on campus offering free year-round counseling to all students and staff? You can contact them to ask questions or set up a free appointment by emailing post-nutritionist at liu.edu or calling 516-299-2881. Follow the Post Nutritionist on Instagram and Twitter at sensible underscore bites. Need something to break up the boredom of sitting in traffic? How about some tunes? Listen to Rush Hour Rock with me, Dan Casaza, every Thursday from 4 to 5. I'll liven up your Rush Hour with music spanning from all your favorite rock genres. From your dad's 70s classics to the hardest grunge of the 90s. And even the rock hits of today. So let's rock your Rush Hour every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. Only on the wave, the sound of LIU. Welcome back to Postables here on the way of the sound of LIU. I'm your host, Anthony Cavaretta. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. Final news story of the day before we look quickly over the divisions and the hat trick challenge and preview tonight's game. This one is kind of sad. Actually, it's not kind of sad. It is sad. It's it's ridiculously sad. It's ridiculously sad, and our hearts go out to the, fam- the family and Bobby Ryan. So just for those of you who are now joining us, Bobby Ryan will step away from the game indefinitely while taking part in the NHL and NHLPA assistance program. Now, the assistance program is for player is is treatment for players off the ice for either mental health issues or substance abuse issues. Now, when way I because the stories are very vague on all media platforms, so looking for this, I immediately assumed, which makes an ass of you and me, so <laughs> I assumed that it was something that has to do with drugs because of the crackdown the NHL is doing. But after Ryan did some digging, we found out it was kind of a lot worse. Well, which we still don't know what it is. We don't know what it is, but, but we, based on what we found... we Our first thought, well, Anthony's first thought might not be what it actually turned out to be after what, we found, what I found out. So basically, and it's a very long story, so I'm just going to do the Spark Notes version. Uh, Bobby Ryan had a very, very rough childhood growing up. His name is not actually Bobby Ryan. It is an alias name because his father got into some problems. Uh, His dad actually one night came home drunk, and he started beating up Bobby Ryan's mother, uh, sent her to the hospital, charged with four uh, four broken ribs, skull fracture, punctured lung. Uh, His father was charged with attempted murder, and um, aggravated assault, and he was released on $75,000 bail after he was arrested, and then he skipped bail. He fled to Canada, and then for some reason, Bobby Ryan and his mom went up to Canada with him because they forgave him after all of that, and then they moved back 
to the United States somehow so Bobby Ryan could play junior elite hockey in California. And then one night, in just the middle of the night, the U.S. US Marshals come in, ram down the door, and they arrest Bobby Ryan's father, and he was charged, um, handed a five-year prison sentence, uh, pled to aggravated assault, uh, jumping bail, all that. He was sent to prison in New Jersey, which is where they're all originally from. He also did stuff along the lines of he uh, had a tap on the phone in his house and used countless aliases. So Bobby Ryan actually had a very, very rough childhood, and his actual last name is his mom's maiden name. Yeah, and I'm going to make this clear now. This is not stuff that we found out and, you know, we're trying to get out there for the public. This is public. This is allowed on public forums. This is on Sportsnet. You can find the article on Sportsnet. There's a a whole article from um, years ago, The Secret Life of Bobby Ryan. It's, um, from what I've read in the time before the show, it was a very interesting article. I didn't know anything about it, how he was, his rough childhood, running from the FBI, alias to alias. They, they did not know on what day they'd be caught or his dad would be caught because they didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. And y- you read this article and we were speaking about it before. This is insane. And this is this is all factual. It's all backed up by accounts from the FBI, the marshals and Bobby Ryan and his mother. And, you know, this is in, it, it's insane. Yeah. And the thing that I probably find the most insane out of all of this is that even though his dad almost killed his mom, she still wouldn't cooperate with with prosecutors. But they didn't even need her to because they had such an airtight case with the injuries and eyewitness testimonies from neighbors. They didn't need her to cooperate. So the, the yeah, so it was out in the open. And the thing is, this article we estimate because there's no exact date on it, but it it looks like it was from his time in Anaheim when he was drafted in 2005, I believe. And this is from, I believe, six years ago because it says he's 26 and he's currently 32. So this was from a while ago. The thing that kind of bothers me about this whole thing is this information has been out at least, you know, it's on Sportsnet. So you can't, you're, you're going to tell me that the NHL had prior knowledge of this and according to you know mo- to most sources this is his first time going into this program i'm, I'm sorry well, but I, I we also don't know when the program was created but even so you know we, with the and i get it mental health even even six years ago was not a you know was not looked at in the same light it is now you know there's more focus on it like for instance kyle Laposa. You know, there's stuff like that where, you know, now it's looked at and now it's looked at better. But and but now he's out, you know, he's 32. He's been playing in the league since 2006, 2005, 2006. Now. He's stepping away. Good. He if he needs it, he needs it. And again, we don't we don't 100 percent know why he's stepping away. But if this is any indication i th- i'm thinking more leaning towards mental health 
at this point than substance than abuse. Substance or both. Abuse. It could be both. It could be that the mental health is causing the substance abuse. We don't know. I'm sure they're not releasing it they're to not protect going his to. privacy. And I feel like at some point it's going to come out. Yeah, even now. You know, it's not that, once again, this is we are not uncovering this. This is out in the open for everyone to see. And and I you have to also think the the play on the ice, which for Bobby Ryan hasn't necessarily been terrible. Well but since the team or Ottawa, it's not been where he has been. Yeah. But I think you know, Ottawa's position, Ottawa's, you know, production at the moment and just the trend at where they're going has to take a toll on you. Oh, absolutely. So that on top of all the stuff that we know and now that we now that we know with all of the stuff on his past background, you know, I'm happy the fact that he's get he's in this program and he's going to be better. But still, I would like to know where the PA stands on this and when did this program because there's no this is the first time I'm hearing of this program at all. And I would think that and I know for Ryan it is as well. This is the first time both of us have heard about this and I think it you know most people the news was broken and not a lot of I didn't hear a lot of people talking about this either I I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it either it was this program has been around for 23 years and this is the first time most of us are hearing about this according to the union's website the NHL and NHL player assistance program was jointly formed in 1996 all right. And he's not the first player to go into it. Michael Haley went into it. Um, trying to see who else may have gone into it. This this article that I found to tell me when it was actually formed just mentions Michael Haley, but I'm you sure have to they're think not the others. only players. I'm just kind of surprised that you know this is the first time we're hearing about it for Bobby Ryan. Oh, absolutely. I think if Bobby Ryan, if you knew when he was drafted, and I'm assuming that, you know, over the course of the last 10 or so years, that there would be some, he would have at least known or told his team or teammates, whether it was in Anaheim or Ottawa, that this was, that this has happened, you know, and I'm like, don't get us wrong. This, it's a very sad story, and we're both very happy that he is getting the help that he needs, but I'm just kind of surprised that the NHL didn't step in at a point. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's it the also point could now. have been up to Bobby Ryan. Maybe for the longest time, he either didn't want to go or just tried very hard to stay out of the program, but eventually just realized, hey, I, I need to do this just for me, for my family, the whole thing. I mean, even at the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll wrap it up because we don't want to spend the whole time on this. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm happy that this is like he's getting the help that he does, that he needs. I'm happy that the NHL and the NHLPA are giving him the help that he needs and that he will be okay and that hopefully we will see him again. Oh, I, I don't think this is the last we're yeah, not see at all. Bobby Ryan. Yeah, I think that, you know, he'll hopefully he'll take the time and the NHL who's giving him the outlet to get better will help him and that they will all, you know, for lack of a better term, be happily ever after and just ha- and come back to either the Senators or at- or whenever, and he will have be the Bobby Ryan that we know he can be. Yeah. So 
With that, we will move over to quickly looking over each of the divisions, and then we will look at the Hat Trick Challenge. So first up, we will look at the West, because we haven't spoken about the West today. We've spoken about both the Metro and the Atlantic, but let's look at the West first. In the Pacific Division, not much has changed, once I, again. I honestly, I don't think anything's changed. Uh, Vegas, Vegas moved. Vegas and Vancouver, Vancouver switched. Traded. Other than that, nothing has really happened in the Pacific Division. Or the, I think, or the Central. The Central, nothing has changed. Well, well except well, I think Chicago Nashville, moved up. Chicago moved above Nashville because Nashville has just been atrocious for some unknown reason. I don't know what it is, but Nashville's been on the downswing. You know, L.A., San Jose, Anaheim, Calgary. Calgary's just been depressing. They've just not had a great, great opportunity to do what they can and just. Not. We know they could be better. Yeah, not the best way to best respond way to with the Western Conference regular season champions. But and then you look at the Central and it's Minnesota's at the bottom, Nashville surprisingly at the bottom, Chicago. Eh, they're they're doing they they're on a little bit of a an upswing, an upswing which is nice. And then you got the you know the big four who are in the division: St. Louis, Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas. The only surprising thing is I'm kind of surprised at how good St. Louis is doing. Yeah. There's no cup hangover at the moment. And I, and I've said this before. I'll say it again. Did not see this coming. I didn't expect it. I honestly thought St. Louis was going to be towards the bottom again, maybe where Nashville is. But, I mean, they're proving that they're not a fluke and that, hey, maybe they got a shot at back-to-back. I wouldn't say that just yet, but I feel like that's what they well, think. If they, yeah, if I'm sure that's what they think, and they're going to keep pushing. I mean, they're first in the – tied for first in the, in the West, and yeah. they're top five in the league. So yeah, hopefully St. I, I really hope Tied they for can second do well. in the league. I hope they keep it up. I like St. Louis. I like rooting for St. Louis. I think that it should be nice to see them compete, you know, at a level that we haven't really seen them compete before. Yeah, I, we've never really seen them. I mean, apparently they've made the playoffs like Yeah, but they're a usually lot. like first or second exits. I don't ever seen it. They've missed I heard something somewhere that in 50 something years of existence they missed the playoffs 10 times. Yeah, but don't forget, like, they're also Which one of the... I f- found hard to believe, but I I do believe it. No, I believe it only for the fact that, like, most of those years were um, back when... Back during the first expansion, when they had, like, the entirety of the expansion teams were in their own division. And they just had to be the best of the worst. And then they got <laughs> curb-stomped by, you know, the original six. So I understand that. So moving over to the Eastern Conference, which we spoke about at the top of the hour... And you look at the Met, you look at the, yeah, let's look at the Metro first. New Jersey and New York, the Rangers at least, tied for last. Lovely. How does that feel? Not good, but we'll get better. You hopefully. hope so. You <laughs> hopefully. hope so. So, yeah, every time I see somebody now, they're just like, I'm sorry, but I'm like, hey, it's fine. That's why he's wearing That's his fine. USA jersey today, not a Ranger jersey. Well, I've, it's or anything the, else. It's the cycle, so. I've, I've hit this the is the end of the Jersey cycle. cycle. It'll re- restart well, I have again. The, I have one, one more before the Ranger one, but I'm not wearing it. Yeah, well, you may have to. I'm not wearing it. Nope, not wearing it. So, and then you got Columbus, who is just two points ahead of each of them. So, good. That's, that's a good thing, I, I guess. I mean, I know we expected Columbus to be irrelevant this year. They are kind. Of, they are irrelevant. They lost. They went. It was go big or go home for Columbus. And they were starting to turn heads in the playoffs. 
and then they ran into Boston, and then everyone left, and then we laughed. And yeah. now we're still laughing. Mm-hmm. And you got Philly, who's just, they're not. They're not great. They're not great, but they're doable. Solid, solid B for you guys at this point. You know, I think that they'll probably not. They're not going to make. They may make the playoffs. I don't think Maybe. So. I don't think so. They're going to use Carter Hart again too much. You say it every week, and they're going to. He's, he's going to get burnt out, and then Brian Elliott is, like, pushing 40 almost, I think. Almost. So that's not the key to success. Yeah. And then you got Pittsburgh, who we've spoken about at length every week. I think, once again, the wheels are falling off soon. Don't quote me on it, but soon. And then you got the top three. The Hurricanes, of course, we spoke about them at top of the hour as well. With Eric Hall being out, I don't think that's going to change much. Not I think, really. once again, you know, they showed last year, they're like, hey, we're cup contenders. We have a shot. So I think they'll continue to keep that up. And then... Yeah, take it away. So, I've been actually kind of waiting for this a little bit. Actually, more than a little bit, a lot. And it's just getting better with every time Anthony's like, oh, someone asks me uh, or tells me, I'm so sorry for being, you That's being a Ranger That's the problem fan. when you go to school in Long Island. Uh, it's really not because I know a lot of Ranger fans. But, my God, they did it again. They, I don't know how the Islanders just keep, keep doing this. Their game against Toronto... They never trailed, but they did not play very well. I think you only had one bad experience in the last week with the Islanders. Yeah, well, we're not going to get into that. The game in Philadelphia, they did not deserve to win at all. They played terribly. And then last night, they came came back in Pittsburgh again and won. 15-game point streak tying their franchise record. Almost makes up for the loss, that one overtime loss when they blew the three-goal lead in the third period, uh, want to say a week and a half ago, almost makes up for it. Not quite, but almost. But, and I actually tweeted this last night. If you take this exact same group of players and give them a different coach, there is no way any of this happens at all. I 100% Barry Trotz has made that much of a difference. That this entire squad, given, you know, even if you give them the the push of the quote unquote, we don't need you, which with with Tavares, which even so he doesn't need you either. He doesn't. So, so, but I think none of this would happen. None of this winning, not. not the playoffs. None of it would have happened without Barry Trotz. Absolutely not, because if you look at this team on paper and just look at the names. Besides two of them. Besides, yeah, a a handful or so, they're not eye-catching names. No. They don't pop out and scream, wow, that's he's on the Islanders? Wow, they're a good team. Except for one guy, one name. And even so, he's very overrated. He is, and I can— say that because like I am a fan of the Islanders. Matt Barzell is very overrated. You know, we'll get hate mail for that. Fine. He's a great He's a great player. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. And he's the future and a big part of the core of that team, but he is very overrated. So, and once again, I I I I, I speak from Less of a, not as a Rangers fan, but as a fan of the NHL in general. 
none of this happens without Barry Trotz. And I said that, and you know, as a, I've watched Barry Trotz, you know, you've seen, you saw him in Washington, and he had an amazing group of guys, and it only took him, I think, a few years to get them going, and they continuously win and win and win, and they finally got the cup, yeah. and then he left. And that was with a much more eye-catching group of names. Exactly. And the fact that he's able to do this and be second in the league and have a 15-game point streak and be only behind the team he left by five points but have four games in hand is incredible. Yeah. The guy is putting together one of the best coaching jobs in history. And I didn't. I believe he won the Jack Adams last year. He did. So and deservedly so, and he if, may win it again. If they keep it up, he's absolutely going to be the front runner for it again. And uh, you know what? It, it as a fan of the NHL, I'm not going to say it as a Rangers fan, but as a fan of the NHL, if somehow, some way, the Islanders can pull together, like they like continue this production up, and make the playoffs, and let's say for in the net during Trotz's contract or as long as he's on the island. If the Islanders can win a single championship in that time, you build a statue outside of Belmont of him. I mean, there are a lot of players that, if we're going to build statues, there are a lot of people that I would build statues of before him, but I would put him up there. Yeah, but I think if you... Like, Al Arbor would be the first person that gets a statue, obviously. Well, I'm I'm saying, as a hypothetical... I'm basically saying if the Islanders can somehow win a championship with Trotz, you give all the credit to him. Oh, absolutely. No doubt in my mind. Because in last year, their goal differential was 100 goals better than it was from the previous year. That, that doesn't happen. No. Not just, that type of turnaround. And it was, I was about to say it's the exact same goalies, but it, Robin Leonard was there, but Robin Leonard did absolutely nothing close to what he did last year in Buffalo and in Ottawa. Absolutely nothing close. So and he's that's, not doing it in Chicago. That's the coaching. That's Trotz and all the assistant coaches and the goalie coach. That he brought some coaches over from. He brought a lot of from, coaching Washington. Staff from Washington. Lou brought in some coaches from Toronto. They got a new power play coach. They got rid of Scott Gomez. Their power play has been better. And all around, they've just been a much better team than they were a couple years ago. And I'll be honest, if this team can continue this production, be afraid. Absolutely. Even with the not eye-popping names, be afraid of this team. You're seeing what they're doing now. This is not like when Buffalo goes on their 10-game winning streak and they're like, oh, Buffalo's first in the league? Are they legit? They're not legit. Their head coach used to coach a soccer team. The Islanders are on the cusp of being legit. If they can continue this production up, especially after the Christmas break, because that that's usually when teams start to figure themselves out. If they can go into the Christmas break with a comfortable record and come back and keep production up, be afraid. That's the only thing I need to say is be afraid. Moving over to the Atlantic before we get to the hat trick challenge and the preview of the two games tonight. Uh, you look at the bottom. I, we said it before. I'll say it again. The, the the Atlantic is very strange because you got the top four teams, Boston, Florida, Montreal, not even top three teams, Boston, Florida, and Montreal, who are kind of solid at this point. Even Montreal and Florida, a little bit 
a little bit there, but the rest of it is extremely close. It is. You know, and it sh- absolutely should not be. It shouldn't be. You have teams that you have Detroit and Ottawa tanking like they've never tanked before for a draft class that is kind of deep. But yet and yet you have Tampa, Toronto, and Buffalo. If Ottawa and Detroit could win, go on a win, a small win streak, like five or six games, they're in a playoff spot. And that's terrifying. Detroit's goal differential is minus 32, and they are three points back of the Lightning. Yeah, they have the worst goal differential in the league, and yet they're still in technically in playoff contention, if you wanted to say it that way. That should not be like that at all. Even Ottawa, you know, they have won nine games. They have won the same amount of games as the Lightning. As Toronto, they are literally, it's insanity. And Tampa, we've spoken, no. Toronto, just got a coaching change. Maybe that will help. I don't think so. But, I don't know. It's just, the Atlantic shouldn't be this tight. There's no way it shouldn't be. If Ottawa wins tonight, which I don't think they're going to because they're in Montreal, but if Ottawa wins tonight, they're ahead of Tampa. Let that sink in first. The President's Trophy winners from last year. The winningest team last year. They broke, they tied the record for most wins in a season will be behind the Ottawa Senators. Who finished last last year. And didn't even get the first overall pick. Well, that's because the draft lottery is rigged. That's that's something else. But, oh God. That's, (laughs) That's concerning. That's not good. It's not, and it's... It makes for interesting viewing if you're a hockey fan. Oh, absolutely. Fan. And now all of a sudden, I don't know how, because this would be a terrible game, but now all of a sudden, Ottawa-Tampa is an interesting game. Yeah, because that's worth something. And it just, shouldn't at all be an interesting game. It should be, oh, how bad can uh, Tampa, Tampa stick it them, to yeah. Ottawa? And now, here, I'll, I'll put a better idea in your head. What if Ottawa goes out and gets Babcock? Now you got it. Now, now you got some fun. That adds that adds to it. It you know what? If, if you're gonna look at anything over the rest of the season, look at how the Atlantic is, and just focus on that because it's gonna be a bloodbath. Because that one's gonna be changing the most. The other divisions are not gonna be changing as much. Yeah, you know you'll probably have the wild card teams change for the ne- the other three divisions, but the Atlantic right now is where you need to focus on because it's so close. So, with that, we'll move over. We have final five minutes here. We'll look at the hat trick challenge. Current score right now is Ryan 9, me 6. Last week I said Stamkos will get his 400th goal by the next show. I was right. I said Vegas will be in third or higher in their division by next show. I was right by a day. They had to win against Toronto last night. And thank you, Flory. What a beautiful diving save. Oh, what a save that was. There is nothing that man can't do. No, there's nothing he can't do. He's awesome. And... I said Lundqvist will be five all time. Wrong, because that was just... I gotta stop putting my faith in that. Yeah, what was that, nine to three? Yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, and yeah, and I my season one, which continues to stand, is Matthews will finish the season with 40 goals or more. He's on track still. He's got 14. Yeah, he's on track. I'm good. This week, I said Tampa will be third in the Atlantic. I'm praying. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm praying. I really don't know about that, because... Tampa. They're not far out. They're six points out. 
I don't. Why did I put that? They're six points out, and they probably only have three games. So unless they win every game and Montreal loses every game, you're good. But can I change it? No. Damn it. If you hadn't said it, yeah. Then like before, you, like the other two, if you still want to change those, you can still change those because you haven't. No, because the other yet. ones are fine. It was that one that I didn't realize until right after That's I said right. it. That's all right. I I did that too. I said something about oh. Nashville a few weeks ago, and it was like basically their bye week. So, oh, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. In all Number around. two, Arizona will be first in the Pacific. That can happen. That could happen. They're three points out, so that could happen. And they have three. But Edmonton's about to play the Kings. That's fine. And I said lastly, see now I'm just upset. Voracek will have his two hundredth goal by next show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're stealing mine again. Are you kidding me? Hey, I, I need that point now. <laughs> I legitimately need that point. Ugh. I need that now. So yeah, there you go. All right. I feel, well I feel now a little bit better now. Now I gotta change mine because Anthony decided to steal mine again. I never. The thing is, for those of you who don't know, we never see each other's until now. Like they they don't know. I mean, you send it to me in the rundown, but like I should probably start looking. I don't. No, I don't. You can look at the rundown. I put them in after. Those are last week's. Oh yeah. I never. That is you true. will. You ne- I used to do it when we first started doing the rundown, but you never see them until. You know, I bring the paper in, or I'm on my computer, and, I, and you see them. But I, ne- you never see them. You shouldn't see them until I say them, and then we have moments like that where this is. You see, now when we say these, we're gonna start alternating weeks about who goes first. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. We should because do that. Because this has happened to me twice now. Well, you know, hey, just think about it this way. Oh, hold on. No, Tampa can get in third. Now I know why I did that, because we don't have a show next week. Well, it's, it's Thanksgiving. still only a week. Oh, yeah, fair. Yeah, I forgot we did. We changed that rule. We changed it that this isn't a two-week. This is not a two-week segment. This is a week segment. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll update it on our Instagram like we do every time. Dang it. I was really hoping. <laughs> it was, I, go, I got hope for a second, and then it was just taken away. Yeah, it sucks. Welcome to being a Mets fan. But I'm not. I'm a oh, Yankee fan. Oh, all right. I got a new one. This is... We're good. I am actually almost glad you took mine because this one. One second. Yeah, you have a minute. <laughs> you have a minute, and we're still going. Well, there's two games. I don't really. Okay. So care about for that. mine last week, they were all right. Bailey got his 300th assist. Kings are still bottom three in the league. They're actually second worst in the league. There will be at least three shutouts. There were three. I don't know how you get that every time. It happens all the time. Uh, my season goal, Ovechkin will become the eighth member of the 700th goal club, S- up to 673 now, so we're good there. So my predictions for this week, David Pasternak will score his 20th goal of the season. What does he have now? 19. Spaghetti, man. The Islanders will set a franchise record with points in 16 straight games. They need to at least force overtime on uh, tomorrow night. Who are they playing? Pittsburgh. Ooh. Should be a good game. And now my new one, Patrick Kane will record his 600th career assist. How many does he has? 599. Doesn't he? He's got 599. And I have <laughs> much more faith in Patrick Kane getting an assist than I do in Voracek getting a goal. Even though Voracek scores a lot, he does. All right, but well, let's let's look at tonight's games quick. 
Seven. I already said Montreal's winning over All right. Iowa, yeah, so I agree. And the Wednesday game. They need to stop putting the Rangers on the Wednesday night games. <laughs> this is the third week in a row that they have that. It's not. Yeah, and then there's another team in New York that's currently on a 15-game point streak. But have they been on the Wednesday night game yet? No. Are they going to? I doubt it. They don't. So, yeah, Capitals, Rangers. Capitals. I say Rangers. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's been my life. So that'll do it for us here at Post to Post. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you in, not, two, in, two, in weeks two weeks. Have a happy Thanksgiving, Happy everybody. Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy your turkey. And to those in Canada, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, yes. So to everybody here from Post to Post, thank you. Have a good night. Enjoy hockey and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.